Hi everyone, Lee here. I just want to thank you for watching this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I'm super excited that you have chosen to get involved and learn some things about life and leadership. So today I'm going to take some time to talk about leading in crisis. One of the big issues that we have right now is so much is going on in the world. There's so much anxiety. There's so much fear. And people are wondering, where can I turn? What can I look forward to? What can I do about my situation? You may be asking the question, am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be taken care of? Are my friends going to be affected by what's happening in our world? And all of us have the right to think about these things because we're wondering what is going to happen next. And so my encouragement for you today is for us to think about how does leadership affect us when we are in the midst of crisis. So according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, every year the United States averages 10,000 thunderstorms, 5,000 floods, 1,300 tornadoes, and two uh, Atlantic hurricanes, as well as widespread droughts and fires. Weather, water, and climate events cause an average of approximately 650 deaths and $15 billion in damages per year and are responsible for 90% of all presidentially charged emergencies. All of our things are affected by the weather. And that's just a crazy thing to even think about. So these statistics are a bit overwhelming because it can cause a lot of anxiety if you really think about it. And it is a responsibility of our leaders to navigate these issues. As we reflect on the rising health pandemics, climate change and other world events, I thought it might be a great time to talk about how necessary leadership is in these moments. I have four principles that I want to share with you that will inspire you to understand that you and your own life can be an effective and efficient leader when times are tough. So number one, crisis is a test of a leader's ability to rise to the occasion. Number two, crisis exposes a leader's weaknesses and their ability to adjust. Number three, crisis reveals who is on the rise and who is needed. And lastly, number four, crisis prepares us for the next one. So let's start with the first point. Crisis is a test of a leader's ability to rise to the occasion. For most of us, we can remember this day, September 11, 2001, where the world was taken aback by the attack on the World Trade Centers in New York City. It was shocking and jarring for most of the country that it led and moved people to tears. It really shook a lot of people at the time. It was my eighth birthday, and I remember distinctively all I could think about was the families that were being affected by this tragic event. The very next day, uh, President George W. Bush actually went to the site in New York City and was standing there with first responders. And I remember very distinctively how he was standing there and talking to them. And one guy shouted out to him that we'll be back. And one thing he said was he said, America hears you and the world will hear you very soon. Those words were so powerful because what it showed in those moments that he had the courage and the leadership to command a moment and say, hey, we're going to come together. We're going to stand together and address this issue. And this situation actually has shaped the last two decades of American history in a very significant way. Uh, We look at natural disasters such as hurricanes Katrina, Sandy 
and even Maria as recently as 2018, we can see that it has pushed presidents, governors and other elected officials to make decisions that will benefit the greater public in those moments. And one thing about leadership is crisis causes us to have to step up and say, hey, let me do what is best for the public at large. Let me do what is necessary so that people can be beneficiaries of what I am doing. In the aftermath of uncertain times, it is so important that the strength of the leader is brought forward in those moments so that people can see that we can make it through these challenging times. It is responsibility of leaders to manage the crisis with clarity so that the public can follow suit. So here's the thing. Leadership is not just about your capacity to lead. It is about your temperament. Are you poised under pressure? Can you handle the weight of the moment? Do you have the skills to stay the course? These are things that leaders have to think about as it relates to having things happen and rising to the occasion. Do you have the capacity to stand there and be strong and be courageous and do the necessary things so that people can be helped and lives can be changed? Point number two, crisis exposes a leader's weaknesses and their ability to adjust. The reality is that I don't have all the answers, but my ability to respond and engage is always challenged in those significant moments. In 2010, the U.S. Gulf Coast was affected and devastated by the British petroleum oil spill. Uh, There were 11 deaths and millions of barrels of crude oil was spilled into the Gulf of Mexico. The economies of several southern states that depended on the fishing industry was significantly impacted. It was not a good look for BP. And it exposed the irregularities in their company and how they were operating at the particular time. Um, I remember distinctively being in Mississippi. I'm a Mississippian. and, And I remember how. I saw so many pictures of ducks and fish and all kinds of things that were just covered in sludge and mud. And it caused all these different problems for the Gulf Coast and all the people that were affected by their decisions. Also, um, it exposed that the federal government had some irregularities in their standards and it forced them to have to put a demand and hold the oil industry more accountable as it relates To this issue, the oil industry was forced to create more environmental friendly and ethical decisions to protect workers and local economies. It led to BP having to apologize and commit to better drilling and fracking standards. Crisis often pushes leaders to be better and make moves that will benefit the people that they serve and lead. Point number three, crisis reveals who is on the rise And who is needed. Ellen Johnson Sirleaf is a woman that I deeply admire. She was the first woman president to ever lead an African nation. And uh, her story is a story of a leader on the rise. Uh, Following her exile in the Second Liberian Civil War, she came back to her home country and decided to run for president after being accused by a previous president of committing treason, which she actually did not do. But her story is a significant thing because she comes into her nation in a time of civil unrest and she believed that she could lead her country into better 
and brighter days. During Sirleaf's tenure as president, she made education free for elementary age children. She won a Nobel Peace Prize for her fight for women's rights throughout the continent of Africa. She was instrumental in passing the Freedom of Information Act in her country. And she also managed the Ebola crisis that hit in 2014 on the continent of Africa and became a significant leader in figuring out how could they address the pandemic that was taking thousands upon thousands of lives. Another person that has been a significant leader that was on the rise at one particular time is Angela Merkel. During Angela Merkel's tenure as chancellor of Germany, she has led the country through the financial crisis of 2008 and also thought about the crisis of Syrian refugees being having to leave their country of Syria because of all the things that are is happening with Bashir al-Assad, who is causing havoc in the region. She became the first leader to come out and say, hey, let's pull together and let's do something to sustain the economy of Greece because Greece had the worst impact during the financial crisis of 2008. She brought the European Union together and caused everybody to come on one accord so they could ensure that their countries could sustain through the crisis. And then she later comes out in 2011 and becomes one of the first leaders that says, hey, let's welcome refugees. Let's welcome these people into our country because they have nowhere to go. They're being forced out of their lands. They're being forced out of their communities. And she has been a stalwart leader in Europe over the past decade. And she's continued to be a voice of reason, a voice of strength and a voice of power. One of the things that we can learn from her is that in controversial times and difficult times, it is important for leaders to recognize their responsibility in the moment. One of the things that I've learned is there will always be moments in time where we have an opportunity to step up to the plate. And these women in their moments, in their time, they were ready. They were prepared to step into those moments and be the answer to the problem that the world needed at that moment. You and I have that opportunity every single day on our jobs, in our careers, no matter who you are or where you come from. You have an opportunity to step into a moment, be prepared, be significant, be the answer to the problem and cause that situation to be dealt with. And cause that situation to come into greater understanding of what can be done to make the next move that will benefit everyone in the process. And point number four, crisis prepares us for the next one. Now, I know you hear that and you're like, Lee, why do you have to be a Debbie Downer in this particular moment? But the reality is we're always going to have to deal with situations that don't make sense and that are very, very difficult. But we get an opportunity to respond the right way. According to a 2017 article by CNN, they found out that Florida has now sustained 117 direct hits by hurricane on recorded history. More than any other U.S. state. The next state that's close to them is Texas, and they are less than half, which is so interesting. Because of these realities, Florida has had to make a hurricane preparedness plan and distribute this information to all Floridians across the state. They've taken steps to build relationships with the U.S. Department of Commerce, working with FEMA, working with uh, other agencies such as the 
Health and Human Services and the Defense Department to ensure that Floridians are well equipped in times of struggle. They know it's going to happen. They know it's going to hit. So they are prepared significantly to do the right things in those moments. Uh, Another step that Florida has taken, several leaders in cities have taken steps to take infrastructure dollars and invest those those dollars into building areas within their city where they can hold up water, where they could raise uh, street levels so that they won't deal with flooding in a significant way. These are things that leaders are looking at and saying, hey, you know what? Let's be the answer to the problem. Let's step into the situation and actually prevent damage from happening in our cities that cost us thousands and thousands of dollars and even millions of dollars. And let's do some prevention, some prevention in our work as it relates to this issue. And I think that all of us can learn from these leaders in Florida. One leader that has had a significant impact on American history and America today is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Um, During the time of the Great Depression, President Roosevelt rose to the occasion and said, hey, we realize that millions of Americans right now at this present moment are going without food, without water, without access to health care and all these different things. And they were it. They were the lack of ability for them to actually get the things they need was so crushing and essential. So President Roosevelt decided to push the Congress to pass several pieces of legislation, even included this piece of legislation that all of us know about called Social Security. And even today, we are still being impacted by that decision in the 1930s to pass a piece of legislation to ensure that Americans, if they got it, when they got to a certain age, they had some type of income. They were either worked for 40 years, but at some point in their lives, when they're not able to work, they're able to have access to something so that they can take care of themselves and take care of their families. This laid the groundwork for some significant pieces of legislation and programs that came later, like the child income tax cut that was passed during the Clinton administration. And even in the 1960s with President Lyndon B. Johnson pushing Medicaid and Medicare, these programs were built up on the back of this idea about taking care of the American public that was developed by President Franklin Roosevelt. And that's something that we all are beneficiaries of and learning about. So preparedness eases the pain. It gives people an opportunity to navigate difficult times in their lives and get back on their feet. The priority of any effective and thoughtful leader is to address problems head on and ensure that we will be ready for the next one. Now, we are at a critical moment in American society and culture right now. All of us know at this present moment, the world is dealing with the coronavirus. We're dealing with the ills and the fears and the anxieties that everyone feels as it relates to this virus and trying to figure out what can we do to address this issue. One thing I was thinking about as it relates to uh, leadership is leadership is fundamentally about service. One thing that you can do for yourself is learn to serve. Is to learn that in crisis, it is time for you to listen. The main thing you can do in crisis is listen. The main thing you can do in crisis is to be empathetic, to understand, to believe that the people that you're engaging with and the people that you're talking to have thoughts. They have different understandings. 
They have different awareness and they've lived different experiences that can benefit you in those crisis moments. And something that all of us as leaders need and need more than anything and, and we can benefit from is knowing that people can be an asset to us. People can help us. People can cause us to see things that we've never seen before. And so my encouragement for you today is that when the next crisis comes, you be the answer. You be that listening ear. You be that person that leans in and says, I want to help. I'm here to serve. I'm here to make the difference. Thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I hope that you are inspired, equipped, and empowered. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe today. And to get updates about all the things that I'm doing, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II or Lee A. Scott II. I hope that you will tune in for the next episode of Leading with Lee. Much love and let's get started.